Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. People would say to me, oh, that's really interesting. But did people come back and buy it a second time? You know, is this a one-hit wonder? Is it, is it a fad? That was the, uh, the challenge, was it, right? And, you know, quite honestly, I didn't really know. Hey guys, welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the best-selling beauty products and the damn good stories behind them. We're your hosts, Carlene Higgins and Jill Dunn. Support for Breaking Beauty comes from Brita Canada. So Carlene, pretty much my favorite thing is the notion of spring cleaning, starting fresh, cutting the clutter, going all minimal. Yeah, right. We recorded in your apartment. I could barely sit down. Hashtag product junkie. Oh, I'm so busted. At least I've read that Marie Kondo book. Hey, I said the notion. Yeah, yeah. Well, good thing you got hooked up with Brita Filter for Good water bottles. Just one Brita bottle filter can replace up to 300 plastic water bottles. Touche. Otherwise, I'd be tripping on my recycling. I love that the Brita Filter for Good campaign, including pitchers and filters and a limited edition Me to We statement bottle not only cuts down on clutter but also makes a difference in other parts of the world totally more than 23,000 people in kenya have clean water thanks to this initiative so get your spring cleaning started without lifting a finger visit brita.ca impact to see where your purchase has made a difference Hey guys, today we're talking about Nanette de Gaspé, a line of luxury dry masks for face and body. And I have to tell you, these things blew a hole in the masking trend when editors started hearing about them around a year ago. Right, so we've seen sheet masks. We know that masks are just absolutely huge. And the reason that these dry masks are so innovative is is because they're basically a textile. All of the serum and goop and creams that we normally rely on with a sheet mask, where it's that dripping and you can't wait to put it on your face. When you take these out of the package, they're completely dry. And that's because they're infusers. These masks are all about the innovation behind the delivery system rather than what's actually on the mask. Mm -hmm. It's true, because one of the top ingredients is shea butter, um, among others, But uh, and that's not revolutionary, but you put it on your face for 15 minutes, you kind of tap and massage and let the warmth of your skin um, activate those ingredients, and then you take 
take it off and you do feel a bit of a film on your skin. I remember feeling that and being like, oh, something did happen. Yeah, you can see it. You mm -hmm. definitely see that glow. Um, and I mean, for me, this is one of the biggest innovations since BB creams came out of Korea. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this technology, this infusing technology was in the family of the transdermal patches. Remember those birth control patches you would put on or nicotine patches? Um, it, while, it, while these masks don't physically stick to your skin, it's that same kind of idea where the ingredients on the patch slowly release into mm -hmm. the skin. And that was just really intriguing for us mm -hmm. in the skincare space. It was intriguing for everybody. I mean, yeah. when editors got a hold of this, it was just like a dog with a bone. And yeah. it was being written up in Vogue.com, Women's Wear Daily. And the thing for us in Canada is that we're reading about this, oh, Nanette de Gaspé, Canadian entrepreneur, and we're kind of like, uh, say what? Yeah. Who is this woman? Never heard of her. Um, and that's because it actually launched at uh, Selfridges first in the UK, went to Colette, then Barney's before it hit Holt Renfrew. Yeah, but I think in this this whole trend, you know, it's an entirely new category. And Charlotte Tilbury has actually now bought this technology from Nanette's company, Biomod, and they are um, made at the same biotech lab, this Biomod in Quebec. And there's other co cosmetic companies are going to be using this technology, I think, starting in the fall. Mm -hmm. But uh, the one from Charlotte is less expensive, and the one from Nanette is super luxury. It's $145 for one mask. You can use it four times, but that's still over $36 per use. So, I mean, let that sink in for a minute, you know, figuratively and literally. Um, it's uh, it's rich. So it took a little bit of salesmanship on her part yeah. to get it off the ground. Yeah, and she was very innovative on that front, too, and we're going to hear all about that. Because really, she's selling something that's invisible. Yeah. How do you make that a huge worldwide success? That's why her story is so interesting. Yeah, how do and you convince people it's not snake oil? Exactly. Right? So the, this innovation has legs, though. It's not slowing down. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear about some new launches um, and an exclusive scoop that nobody, and I mean nobody, has gotten wind of up until now, except for us. So stay tuned for that. But first, let's hear about the founder herself. You know, again, we had been reading Investment Banker, who suddenly started her own line of skincare masks um little bit of digging further yeah it, it, there's more there's more to it than that yeah she's not just any um banker her full name is nanette de gaspe Beaubien. she's married into a family who has deep roots in canada um so they've been in, in uh quebec for mm -hmm. uh, 14 generations they've had their hands in Whoa. lumber trade politics and even media so yeah. this is a really great canadian success story true and fun fact they owned uh telemedia which launched mag magazines like Canadian Living in El Canada. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, let's turn it over to Nanette herself. My name is Nanette de gaspé Beaubien, and I'm from Montreal. Originally from Ontario, though. I, I'm an English-Canadian originally with a very French-Canadian name. Well, I actually grew up, I, I spent my early years in Windsor, Ontario, and then I came to uh, Toronto for high school. I went to a girls' school here and uh, uh, boarded at that school, Havergal, and uh, through my, my sister also. And uh, so we spent our high school years in Toronto. My mother lived in, um, in Michigan when we were teenagers. So we would go visit her on weekends when we'd come home from Havergal. 
some of my fondest memories would be going with my mother to uh, the beauty counters at Saks Fifth Avenue. And uh, I remember back then, and they still do it today, they always had their, their makeup artists, and we'd sit down as I was a teenager, and they'd show us how to, you know, put our makeup on, and, and the people were so... Um, I guess, you know, from my eyes, they had very glamorous and, and, uh, and would show you this trick and show you that trick. And, uh, and then we'd walk away with a, a package of uh, <laughs> makeup, and that was always really wonderful. Let's fast forward a little. Nanette went on to get her MBA and began working in corporate banking in Toronto and New York. She moved to Montreal, started a family, and with her husband, they both began working in private equity. This is when fate stepped in, and she took her first steps to becoming an accidental beauty mogul. Somebody called me and uh, a friend of mine and said, you know, she had seen this investment opportunity in this biotech company, and she knew that I did private equity, and I, she felt I really needed to take a look at it. What they had, uh, had um, created was incredible. What they had created was something called a biomimetic microvector. And this microvector, um, basically it's a lipidic molecule and it encapsulates active ingredients and takes in the actives into the system. It could take them as far as the bloodstream so it has pharmaceutical applications. For skin care, it, we can direct where the, the, the microvector delivers the active, so it takes it to multiple layers of the epidermis. And it creates a reservoir of formulation of actives under the skin and continues to feed and nourish the skin for six to eight hours after you've actually applied it. That's the first technology. The second technology they, they created was an ability to dry print the formulations on textiles. They don't look at it as a mask. They look at it as a cosmetic device or an infuser because it infuses the actives into the system. What's really interesting about it is that when you look at the traditional masks on the market or even um, creams, they're, the majority of their content is water. A, a traditional mask is on average 85% water and glycerin. There's 5 to 7% active ingredients in a traditional mask. In our masks, there are no, there is no water. So um, it's an intense concentration of actives, 87% active ingredients in emollients. So the result is you're getting a repairing, uh, hydrating treatment. I wanted to take a second to describe what it was like actually interviewing Nanette. She's very put together, very well-mannered. You really get a sense of that private school upbringing. So I wanted to find out something we could all relate to. Like, what was her most embarrassing beauty moment? Because we've all had them. This was a handful of years ago. A friend of ours is actually president of, of Chanel. Uh, for the Americas, and maybe, uh, you know, like, beyond that, I think, now. And when he became President Chanel, he invited us to a fashion show in Paris, to the, the Chanel show at the uh, uh, Grand Palais. And so we went, and before I went, I went to get my haircut. And the hairdresser gave me this haircut that, um, I always wear my hair long, but I guess with layered, so the top, and I have curly, thick hair, so... The top part, even in blow drying, it was a bit like a mushroom cap, right? <laughs> so I'll never forget it. I was thinking, oh my God, I'm going to the Chanel show, which I have to tell you was one of the most fabulous experiences. It was very special. And uh, I, I remember having to like really work hard to make that hair look like my hair. 
That would be a serious bummer having bad hair at the Chanel show. Yeah. Agreed. But I'd still rather be at the Chanel show with bad hair rather than not go at all. So, yeah. Um, but back to what Nanette was saying before, she was talking about the science behind the mask and how hydrating they are. And we actually reached out to the the founders of, um, of this technology. And it's this Quebec company. CEO is Karen Teberge. She is a girl boss. And there's seven international patents on this product. Um, so we wanted to know from Nanette a little bit more about what they do. When we invested, I became the executive chair of that company. And what they did was they had, uh, at that time, eight years now, it's 10 years of data in their, from their labs of testing all these products. And what they were able to demonstrate was when they put the microvector into the, the, you know, into the uh, formulations, they really enhanced the performance. So they tested it on scarring creams, burn creams, and anti-inflammatory. I, I remember um, a lab out of um, Europe was telling me they tested it on anti-inflammatory drug and saw 230% improvement in the performance. Long story short, all of the clinicals conducted by the Quebec biotech company Biomode over 10 years had shown major increases in skin hydration because of this proprietary technology. So the Gaspé Bobians knew that they were onto something really significant here, and that's how Nanette ended up sitting on the executive board of that biotech company. So for her, the more companies who bought in, the better. Ka-ching! <laughs> it was all going to be better for their bottom line. There wasn't any sense of competition here. Oh, we're worried about Charlotte Tilbury. Oh, we're worried about whoever. Yeah. -uh. We'll just make their dry masks and take a cut of it. So it's a really brilliant business model. But how did she come to create her own line with her name on it in these major department stores? Let's find out. It all started because my husband and I went to visit uh, Galen and Hillary Weston for a weekend. Um, two summers ago, and we gave them these face masks as a hostess gift. We had also invested, we love to invest in young entrepreneurs and help them grow their companies beyond. And we invested also in a company called Pure Vodka, and it was a, a Quebec-based company, and it had already won all these awards for the number one vodka in the world in the top spirits contest in London, England. And it was, you know, a company in Quebec, right? <laughs> you know? And so at the time we gave, we had just invested in the biotech and in the vodka company. And we said, instead of giving the traditional um, Joe Malone candle or, you know, things that we would normally, gifts we'd normally give when we would go, we said, let's give vodka and face masks. We'll show them, you know, what we're doing. And, and they've always been wonderful and supportive, the Westons of, you know, everything. So we, um, we gave them the gifts and we all giggled about drinking the vodka and having to wear the masks the next day. <laughs> anyway, long story short, they thought the masks were so wonderful and they said, you know, we'd love it if you would show it to Selfridges. So that's how the whole thing started. 
we had created a product um, as, a, as an example of what we can do. And I had the opportunity to show it to uh, the head of buying and merchandising at Selfridges. And I had said to him that I could provide him with a private label version of the product. And he looked at it and he said, you know, we don't do private label at Selfridges, but he said, this is the bomb. This is the most amazing thing I've seen. He said, you know, I go around the world looking for innovation. He said, you need to create a brand. And at the time I wasn't thinking that way. So I said, I, I said, oh no, I'm a business to business, not a business to consumer. Um, you know, I can, you know, I, I, I just will do private label. And he said, look, he said, if you create a brand, he said, we will support you. We would love to launch it at Selfridges. So anyway, I spent six months working feverishly to create a brand. And people said to me, are you crazy? You know, you're going, that's the most competitive industry and uh, you'll never make it. And it was a very interesting time in my life because traditionally, I was someone that would always allow my fears to hold me back and I'd second guess myself. So if people would tell me these type of things, I'd absorb it and I'd, my fear would take over and I would you know, start to second guess myself. What am I doing? What am I doing? But at this point in my life, I would listen to this and I, I just knew I, I was doing the right thing and, and I didn't allow my fears to hold me back. I'd let go of my fears. And the other interesting thing is I wasn't attached to the outcome. I was loving the process, and and I was just moving forward. And um, and so by letting go of my fears and not being attached to the outcome, I honestly believe every door opened. We asked Nanette, what was the biggest challenge she experienced in her first year in the beauty business? The major brands, even though they believed in the technology, were all skeptical or concerned, I should say, about whether this category uh, was um, a, ca a sustainable category. You know, people would say to me all the time uh, when I first was selling, well, oh, that's really interesting, but did people come by, back and buy it a second time? You know, is this a one-hit wonder? Is it, is it, you know, a fad? That's really what, you know, that was the, uh, the challenge, was it, right? And, you know, quite honestly, I didn't really know. I have to tell you one thing I love about working on this podcast is hearing from the founders these moments when they just used their guts. You know, there's so much intuition involved in entrepreneurship mm -hmm. and passion and you hear that doubt start to creep in and everybody knows that feeling. Mm -hmm. And I love how Nanette didn't let that stop her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it must have been scary, like having buyers and you know, people she's meeting with literally ask her if it's a gimmick. And people in her most trusted circle, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, I get it in a way. This product is a bit of a slow burn. First of all, it requires a little bit of education. Yeah. You have to kind of teach people what's happening. Yeah. And then when you do eventually try it, and Nanette says this um, herself, not everybody sees the results on the first pass. Yeah. If your skin's super dry, if you haven't been exfoliating, like depending on the condition that your skin's in, you might have to use it 
uh, up to three times in a row yeah. for an intensive treatment. And when I first tried it, I had only used it once and I took it off. And the next morning I woke up and I was like, mm, not sure I'm really seeing anything. Yeah. It was actually two days later, I'm out and about and I saw that my skin was really shiny. And that's when I started to think, I think something has been happening over the past two days yeah. from underneath and is actually only now rising to the surface. So that, that's kind of interesting. Well, that's what it's designed to do. Mm-hmm. So if you're a little bit patient, you will see this mm-hmm. this work. And so there were doubters. And in this next bit, you'll hear how Nanette tackled that head on. Mm-hmm. And there were also some big believers too, influencers, if you will, who really helped get these masks off the ground. In May, I went to London in advance two weeks before and I met with all the major press and they all loved it. They all tried it and they all wanted to write about it and they all did. So by the time I launched at Selfridges, we had already been written up in all the major newspapers, the Telegraph, the Daily Mail, the Sunday Times style, the Evening Standard. And uh, the day of our launch, all the the journalists came. We had about 80 journalists and um, the beauty editor of Glamour magazine, Alessandra Steinhardt, she she Instagrammed it immediately saying that, you know, she loved it, her skin was plumped and and um, and fresh and the fine lines really did reduce and, and she wanted a, a lifetime supply, etc. And then within a few days, WWD came out with an article calling us the disruptor in the beauty industry. Uh, it was an exciting time. I, I, I stayed on the floor for uh, two weeks selling the mask myself, explaining exactly what, what I've just explained about the concentration of actives deep into the epidermis, comparing it to a regular mask, etc. And people really got it. When I look at it now, I thought, wow, I didn't, I wasn't even concerned or nervous or hesitant. I just really believed in, in the, the masks and was so excited to bring this to the world. And so I stood on that floor and people are lovely. You know, people would stop and I would explain to them what we had. And, and we had these little petals uh, that I put on their hand and just asked them to hold it for a minute while I spoke with them. And when they take it off and they'd see what their skin looked like, it was a pretty easy sell, I have to say. I mean, everybody was quite shocked how many I sold in those two weeks. It was, it was a lot of fun. And I really had a ball. So here I was, my little Nanette de Gaspé, on the floor of Selfridges, having Chanel, Estee Lauder, L'Oreal, LVMH, every major cosmetic company in the world, watching Nanette de Gaspé to yeah. see whether the consumer would adopt to a dry mask. I think now's a good time to drop that exclusive scoop that we teased earlier. Are you guys ready? Because once the tape stopped rolling, Nanette revealed that they are right now developing a girl version of the masks that will come in at a much lower price point. This is interesting because it's also a trend we're seeing come out of Asia with these junior league face masks. Um, I actually got one from Beloved One, which is a Taiwanese skincare line, and it's so cute. It's actually a smaller face size so you can um, get those same benefits but it fits a lot better for if you're like 16 yeah. Yeah. adorable well my guess is that it will have acne fighting ingredients but that's speculation but wouldn't that be amazing that would be really really smart but first things first didn't she just launch a Kardashian badonkadonk plumping and lifting boob and butt mask <laughs> let's hear about that Uplift Revealed um, is for the plumping and lifting of the breast and the buttocks. And what it does is it delivers 
hero products like hyaluronic acid and marine collagen into the breast tissue and the buttocks area, the tissue into the fat cells, and it fills the fat cells. You know, we had seen for years those plumping and lifting creams in um, in Europe. They're really big in Europe on the shelves, right? And always, so they decided that they were going to see they don't really work. Or it's not that they don't work. What happens is if you look at the clinicals of those creams, the best on the market you start to see results anywhere between 45 and 72 days of putting those creams on your on your uh, bust twice a day and massaging them in. So it's an onerous process. So when we decided to try it to say, see if our micro vector would actually uh, create results, we tried it on someone that works for us in our laboratories. And you try, when you test things, you try on one side of the, the body. So she had it on one of her breasts. And her breast grew a whole cup size. And so we were all like saying, wow, this really works. And it lasted for a couple months. Now today, a year and a half later, she's still a little lopsided. The interesting thing about the buttocks, we, when we got our clinicals, we saw no uh, volume increase in the buttocks. We saw increase in elasticity, firmness, sculpting. So a better looking, firmer looking behind, but no volume increase, which is actually good because people don't necessarily want a bigger behind. They want a more sculpted, um, nicer behind. <laughs> okay, that was crazy. I mean, stroke of genius coming up with that product. Like talk about being inspired by the the women of Instagram. A little a little request here, Nanette. Can you invent the inverse of that? I just want to shrink everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully that's coming soon. Million dollar idea right oh, yeah. there. You're Brilliant. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but these innovations just keep on rolling. Um, remember how we talked earlier about the pharmaceutical applications of this type of technology? We'll get ready for needle-free cosmetic treatments. Nanette is actually working on this particular project in collaboration with her sister. Dr. Suzanne Mady. FYI, she is a doctor of aesthetic medicine. Right here in Toronto. Yes. In other words, she specializes in non-surgical cosmetic procedures like Botox, fillers, that kind of stuff. And don't forget to mention the part where we creeped her on her website and we were like, oh my God, it's Nanette. And then we realized, no, it's not Nanette. They look like twinsies, but we fact-checked it and they are simply siblings. Yes. Well, handy to have a sister in the cosmetic biz, right? And it turns out the two of them are cooking up an innovation that's set to be needle-free mesotherapy. Yes, apparently mesotherapy is popular in spa circles in Europe, and this is what has been keeping the French women so naturally young-looking. Tell me more. It'll be 2018 before it comes out, and we've been already working on it for six or nine months, so it takes time. Mesotherapy is um, something that doctors do. It's injectables of... Uh, hyaluronic acid, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, they inject it on your face, under the eyes, lips, neck, cheeks, everywhere. And some doctors, and especially in Europe, it's very popular, is these guns, these needle guns. I don't know if you've ever seen them. Well, they're quite something. So it's, they put the liquid in a, it looks like a little machine gun. (laughs) And then the needle just keeps going, bing, 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 you know, so it goes in. And we'll, we're going to create an infuser and we'll be able to deliver it through our mass. So it'll be a needle-free version of 
mesotherapy. Question of the hour right here, but also possibly question of the decade. I mean, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, pretty much. Are these two working on like needle-free Botox? I think it could be on the horizon, like for real. Well, let's find out. I think about all these things, right? And I know because as my sister's one of the top injectors in Canada in, in, in these things, and I've watched her over the 15 years or more that she's been doing it. And it's really got to be done properly. Like you have to get it in the right areas. So, because you can get a droopy eye or a droopy lip or whatever if it's not. So I would be very hesitant to do that. The place that I see where it would be very helpful is to be able to, to provide it for the underarms. Because I know that there are Botox creams now, you know, to stop where there's excessive sweating. Some people have excessive sweating and they have Botox through needles under their arms. So if we can put like a, a patch there and let it deliver really effectively, um, I think that would be amazing. There's something to be said for being in the right place at the right time, and I think that was huge for this brand. Totally. Let me go beauty nerd on you for a minute. Mm -hmm. According to Please our do. sources at NPD Group, so they cover the entire beauty market. They're always looking for trends. In the last 12 months in Canada alone, masks were huge. They increased 50% in dollars from the previous year, and there were 850,000 masks sold. Okay, so she nailed the timing. And on that note, we asked Nanette one final question. What would she say has been the key to her success? We're not traditional and we'll never, as long as we never are traditional, I think that it, you know, we'll, we'll do well for ourselves. And, and uh, you know, as you start to build and, and you put systems in place, et cetera, et cetera, sometimes you could lose sight of what really made you successful. And I don't want to do that. I want to continue to always be nimble, um, pay attention to my intuition, have those around me pay attention to their intuition. People would tell me all the time, but that's not, not the way it's done in beauty. And I'd respond and say, I'm not from the beauty industry, so I don't know how it's supposed to be done, but I'm going to do it the way I think it should be done. Thanks for tuning in to Breaking Beauty. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast fix. And if you're up for it, show your love by writing a review in iTunes. And get behind the scenes scoop, as well as our social media handles at breakingbeauty.ca. Like